Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. Things heating up in the Middle East again. Iran is vowing a preemptive strike. And this was the concern, I think, uh, for a lot of people. It should be a major concern for the U.S. This war in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas and Israel and most of the Arab nations has the ability to spin into an all-out war involving many countries, Iran among them. Same thing's going on in the Ukraine. The Ukraine has become a proxy war between Russia and America. And this war in the Middle East between Israel and Hamas is could become a proxy war between America and Iran. The Revolutionary Guard in Iran is threatening a, a shockwave. I'm looking at headlines from the, from the Drudge Report. I mean, Iran is... You know, I don't know how much of a threat they are, a direct threat to Israel right now. They Obviously, they're a threat in the future. They're threatening to uh, resume their uh, nuclear program. And the, the person we have, our point man on that, is this guy Malloy, Robert Malloy, or Malley, M-A-L-L-E-Y. This guy is, I was I did a little background research on Malley, and he's an anti-Semite. The FBI is investigating this guy for possible espionage. He also was releasing classified information. Those are the allegations against him. The FBI has investigated him, and he's Biden's point man in the uh, in the Iran nuclear deal. These Democrats are, they're not for Israel. I don't care what Biden says, his public comments, he says he's got Israel's back, and then his, his policies have led to a lot of what's happening in the Middle East. There's so much here to get to. I'm just looking at the, at, just at the headlines in today's New York Post. NYU law student who cheered Hamas's attack will continue to speak out despite backlash. Cornell University professor calls Hamas terror attack exhilarating and exciting. Columbia University refuses to condemn a professor who called Hamas attack awesome. These people are, are tenured professors in a lot of our major universities. And academia is full of these leftists. They're, they support Marxism. They support radical Islam. And, you know, it put me in mind of a book that I read several years ago by uh, David Horowitz, one of the fine writers we have in America. He's 84 years old. And I've had him on as a guest on my radio shows in years past, a, a very important political writers in America today. And he's prolific. He's written, I mean, dozens and dozens of books. He's written a, several recently during the Trump years. But he wrote a book years ago, I think in the early 2000s, called Unholy Alliance. It talks about the, the nexus between radical Islam and communism. And you see a lot of these leftists, some of the same leftists on these college campuses support Hamas. They support Hezbollah. They're against Israel. It's really, it's an important book. I don't want to get sidetracked. I could talk an hour about that book because it, I, I was rereading parts of it recently in light of what's happening in the Middle East. Uh, also, there are calls for violence against Jews have risen by almost 1,200%, with New York City emerging as the epicenter of all these threats. Now, New York City is the home to the largest Jewish population outside of Israel. There are more Jews who live in New York City than anywhere else in the world other than Israel. And the attacks have been ratcheted up, these calls for violence. And as long as we're talking about that, the New York Post has a piece. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happening here. The anti-Semitic posts online uh, up 1,200% since Hamas began its latest terrorist attack on Israel on uh, October 7th. 
The anti-Semitism cybersecurity monitoring system found between October 7 and October 10 at least 157,000 posts calling for violence against Israel, Zionists, and Jews were made online. That was originally in the Jerusalem Post. That represents about a 450% increase from the four days prior. It also represents a 360% increase when compared to the same period last month. All these messages, many of them 347 messages on Telegram from extremists calling for violence against Jews, Israelis, and Zionists in just the first 18 hours after Hamas's attack. In the UK, the first four days of the conflict saw a surge in anti-Semitic content of over 300%. Now, we know anti-Semitism is on the increase around the world, but especially, especially in Europe and on college campuses here in this country. We cannot discount the possibility. I mean, who, who, who hasn't thought about this? Maybe our leaders haven't. What if one of these Hamas-type terror groups or other foreign terrorist organizations do the same thing to America to exploit the conflict? What if we have attacks in this country similar to what Israel is going through? I mean, it's, it's you know, look at the people that we're importing. Many of them are young men, military-age men in their 20s and early 30s. Does our, our leadership not recognize that? But some, just look at some of these uh, <clears throat> these these uh, headlines. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley is asking the DOJ to probe student groups for terrorist ties on our college campuses. Senator Tom Cotton urging the DHS to deport foreign nationals who support Hamas. No place in this country for these types of people. I agree. Get rid of them. Jettison these people. They hate America so much. Why are they here? If they hate us so much, they want to do us harm. Those are the two choices. Anybody that supports Hamas or Hezbollah or any terrorist organization, we ought to forcibly remove them from this country. President Trump uh, vowed recently to, to reinstate and expand his travel ban on, on entry from terrorist-plagued countries if he gets reelected. And let's hope he does. Let's hope he does. Though these elite schools, many of them Ivy League schools, Columbia, you know, Harvard, these schools defending the, the, these campus celebrations of the terrorist attacks against Israel. It's just, I, I don't know how this, this can be permitted. I understand about free speech and everything, but there is no free speech on college campuses. Only one side is heard from. There's a headline here and it's an editorial. I won't, I won't read you the editorial, but check out the New York Post. If Gen Z is cheering Hamas, the headline reads, I shudder to think what they would do in another 9-11 attack. What would the response be from young people to another 9-11 attack? Just take a look at around our country, some of the people, young people. We're in some trouble if it comes to that. I mean, thousands of people have been killed already. What's Israel going to do? I mean, you know, the UN and uh, the squad, I see AOC recently calling for a ceasefire. AOC was interviewed by CNN and she was asked what Israel was supposed to do in the face of such an attack. What are they going to do? Nothing? So she spends about three minutes. I can't. I, wouldn't, I won't play it for you because it's, it's unbearable to listen to her. She should be mixing rum and Cokes still. She spent three minutes trying to explain her calls for a ceasefire. Hamas brutally massacres innocent women and children. 
shoots people, decapitates people, you know, shoots them in their in their own homes, and then she's calling for a ceasefire. The UN calling for a ceasefire. It's a one-sided ceasefire, and it's not going to happen. And we can see why the UN wants a ceasefire, an Israeli ceasefire, because the world hates Israel. This is about eradicating the Jewish people, wiping them off the map. That's Iran's stated goal. It's in Hamas's charter. They do not recognize Israel's right to exist. You know, they're not calling for a two-state solution. It's a one-state solution. And it's always been. You know, I mentioned earlier about Joe Biden's policies leading to some of these terrorist attacks, these homicidal attacks. He's financing our enemies. I'm sure you've read that he's given Iran or unfroze their assets, $6 billion worth. He gave Hamas like $75 million in the days leading up to the attacks. His war on energy, is it's unbelievable. It started on day one. He said during the campaign he was going to kill the fossil fuel industry. He killed the Keystone XL pipeline project. He reversed Donald Trump's pro-America energy policies. It's gotten worse and worse month after month. Biden's anti-fossil fuel policies, which include, by the way, in recent weeks, taking millions of acres of prime oil and gas lands from Alaska down to the Gulf of Mexico out of production. Environmental rules and regulations, higher taxes on the industry. It's having its desired effect. I'm looking at a piece here from Stephen Moore. The latest Committee to Unleash Prosperity Energy Reports finds U.S. oil output is roughly 2 million barrels a day below the Trump policy trend line. 85 to 90 bucks a barrel today. You know, it's up and down. I guess it's down now to three, you know, gasoline is about 365 in some places here upstate New York. But I mean, it could be a lot, lot cheaper. I think it was 212 when Trump left office. Who are these special interest aliens too. And how many are there in America? Why is America, things are nuts. You know it. Our southern border is, it's, it's like Swiss cheese. Why are we not controlling our border? And is there any connection between the Palestinians who attacked Israel and the mobs, these mobs of foreign nationals marching across our border every day? 10,000 a month in New York City, by some accounts. This has gone on all summer long. According to one report I read today that there are like 5 million illegal aliens entering this country. They, they've done so under Biden's tenure. I mean, this, it's unsustainable. I hate that because everybody says this is unsustainable, that's unsustainable. Well, if you can't sustain it, then you got to end it, don't you? I want to touch on Alicia Keys. She said this week that, uh, she, I guess she said on social media, I don't follow her. I don't like her. I know she's very talented, a gifted performer, good singer, piano player. And uh, she said on social media, some are saying it was offensive, her comment on the Israeli-Hamas war, completely unrelated, she says, to the conflict. She got some backlash for an Instagram entry in which she asked, quote, what would you do if you weren't afraid of anything? Tell me your truth. Your truth? I've had my eyes on paragliding, she added. So some people are speculating that Keyes was giving a nod to Hamas fighters who used uh, paragliders as they glided into Israel for the attack a week or so ago. 1,300 dead. The Hamas in- initial siege left 1,300 dead. Israel responded, launched an offensive against Hamas. They're waiting for a ground war to begin. 1,500 dead in Gaza. 
But she says she didn't mean anything by it. She says, the post I shared was completely unrelated in any way to the recent devastating loss of innocent lives. My heart has been breaking, she claims. I pray and stand for peace. That's what she wrote on Instagram a day later. A lot of people were not happy about it. Her former manager, Israeli-American Guy Osiri, jumped to her defense, naturally. He wrote that Keyes, her mention of paragliding was, quote, triggering in his community. But Keyes had no idea of the significance at the moment. <laughs> I can believe that. I certainly can believe she had no idea. I don't know much about Alicia Keyes. I know... Uh, my wife thinks she may be married to a Muslim. I'm not sure that's the case. I shouldn't throw that out there. I should check it out first. But I guess uh, she was commenting, according to The Hollywood Reporter, on the sport of paragliding because she and husband Swizz Beats, B-E-A-T-Z, live near a popular paragliding uh, several spots in San Diego. And I guess she's ex expressed previous interest in paragliding. Good for her. All right. That's about... Uh, that's about all I had. You know, everybody's talking about the Israeli-Hamas war, and it's a war. They can call it whatever they want. It is a war Hamas attacked. And uh, the concern for Americans should be whether this war will spin out of control and involve other countries. Uh, there, just about every country in the Middle East hates Israel. Syria, especially, has a long history with Israel. Iran probably is the number one a uh, country, I guess, that hates Israel, does not recognize Israel's right to exist, but Syria's there. When Trump was in office, there was peace. I know it's been said. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that observation. There was no Ukrainian war. Russia did not invade Ukraine. Hamas did not invade Israel or attack Israel. And he's promising if he gets returned to the Oval Office, there'll be some changes. And you can bet there will be. You can bet there will be. If you like this program, hit like, by all means. Even if you didn't like it, hit like. Hit subscribe, because we need subscribers. And uh, share on social media. It's the Pac-Man Podcast with me, Ted Flint. And we do this uh, at least once a week. There's so much happening in the world, I should do more than one a week. But uh, things have been busy, you know, in the Flint household. That's how it is. Everybody's busy. If you have a family, especially if you have children, as many of us do, uh, it, it's never-ending. You know, it's still a soccer season for another week or so. So we're busy, uh, we're busy with that. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. If you want to check out all the fine programming we have for you on the BMG Network, check us out, the bmgnetwork.com. We have this program that airs Wednesdays. We have the uh, Adrian Ross Show, which airs earlier in the week. My daughter Madeline with The Essentials with Maddie Flint. That's on Friday. And a lot of really, really good programming. And fine columns up there on, uh, on the website as well under the PAC perspective. Thank you very much for tuning us in again. Tell your friends about us. It's the Pac-Man Show with me, Ted Flint. And if the good Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.